Welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 254. Joining me this week, Mac. Just sitting here gently stroking my cock too. <laughs> we have Ian with us. Hello, everybody. Oh, could you make that more posh, please? Posh it up for me a little bit. Oh, hello, everybody. <laughs> I think and, you're better at that. Than oh I well, am. thank you. And well, but let's but let's not let's, it's not just me, Mister Posh himself, the dumbass. There's only two things I hate in this world: people who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> yep. God. Oh, how is everybody yep. doing? Can you believe that movie is almost 20 years old now? Um. Yes. Yes, I can. Oh, you're gonna have to. You're <laughs> gonna have to. You're gonna have to give me a line read on that. What movie? Goldmember. 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 I don't know that I've mm. seen Goldmember. I've Austin seen bits and pieces. Austin. Austin Powers Three. Oh, I don't, uh, I I don't, don't think I've watched I it all the way through. Okay. Well, that's just too bad. I haven't seen it. <laughs> now, see, when you do that, I want you to go all the way and go full Vincent Price. Full Vincent Price. <laughs> Would you see it for a million dollars? Now I've got that. Now no, no, no. If I can do it, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he got the Midas touch, but he touched too much. Hey, gold member. Hey, I also felt like member. it was a little bit Nixon, too, but, you know. <laughs> All right. Anything going on? You guys having a good time? Enjoying the weather? How's your pandemic treating you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting by. Just chilling at home. I, I haven't caught the blue triangle rash yet. Oh, well, that's, that's probably for the best. You got to go outside to catch that anyway. Yeah. I don't go outside. There are people there. <laughs> Uh, all right. Ian, what are you hawking? Oh, let's promote myself again for anotherrealms.com, my story derelict. Although the, the podcast itself probably won't be out in September, but the story is still available. Um, I'm the featured story for September 2020. Um, so just go check it out, read it, enjoy it. As they're actually going to pay me for my story, you should go and support them and make them happy. Ian, as many times as you promoted yourself... Mm. Um, you, you've got to be at least a five-star general. How are you not in the Pentagon? Uh, right now? The main problem is they don't kiss Trump's ass, I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dumas, do you have Audible Plus? Or uh, do you have an Audible account? Or do you just buy books once I, in a while? No, I, yeah, I have an Audible account. Have you looked at the Audible Plus stuff? There's a ton you of really the, good books uh, that, yeah, that, yeah, they're just available to you if you have an account. Yeah, yeah, the, um, the, they've gradually improved it, too. They used to give you, like, a selection of uh, two free out of like uh, five or eight or something. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, now they're giving you like uh, a whole selection. You just get all of them free. So what uh, I noticed for that, for that much, it's it's really cool. Yeah, for me, all like all of the Alien series, uh, all of those books, and like Alien is like one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite Aliens. And now all the books are available for me on Audible. I didn't have to. They're just part of the Audible Plus series now. I can just go listen to all of them. It's great. Oh really? Yeah. Awesome. Is that the first of, of two uh, contracted Audible commercials? Yeah, exactly, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, if they would sponsor us... Do you, do you us, have an Audible link, Brian, or are you, you going to make one and, and throw it in later? You, I don't, I don't, I, I haven't made one, but I'll tell you what, I would suck that Audible cock. <laughs> I'm sure. There's not a lot There's of... There's a bunch of stuff, and I mean, like, um, I think they, they have managed to keep competitive... Uh, with uh, there, there are like audiobook uh, streaming uh, services out there now. You play a flat rate, and I, I tried one of them for a bit. But you know, like Audible just has like uh, so much bigger selection, um, and like uh, of course the the whole original thing and the daily deal and all that. Yeah, is, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, books that I got like a series that I've got hooked into on Audible that I, you can't get other places. And of course, there's some stuff on Audible that. Um... I wouldn't mind you listening to it, and if you do listen to it, please leave a review. Um, I think that was pointed at me. Yeah. Well, and dumbass, I hope dumbass is checking my stories out. Uh, I've read uh, The Cost of Leveling Up. I haven't read uh, your... um... Any of the George Ramon stuff? George Ramon. I was trying to remember the names. Yes, I haven't read those stuff yet. I belong to a service called Legible.com, where they send me... (laughs) They send me audiobooks, but they're printed on paper. <laughs> Wait. Wow. I mean, how like, are the okay, voices on this, those? This is just like expanding my, my view of what a book can be. <laughs> <laughs> to, to give you an idea, I, I, the type of audible horror that I am, I have 731 books in my library. 
Oh, I think I can beat you. Can you beat me? How many books do I have in my library? Okay, let's find out. Maybe you can't. You probably can beat me. Let me see. I'll go into my Audible app here. All right. Hey, Madcat. Hey, Madcat decided to join us. Well, look at that. We stalled long enough for Madcat. Madcat, we've already started the show. We're talking about our Audible accounts just because, you know, I don't know. Audible accounts. Yeah, but we should. But what? What? You can. You can let me know how many are in your account later. But let, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, are, okay. we, are we ready for the masturbation moment? I was going to bring fifth in time. I was actually going to bring something up real quick. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So I took the opportunity to watch the uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Reboot. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, the, the latest I, movie by Kevin Smith for his Askew universe. Yeah, I I'm I've watched the first part of it and i'm sitting here going i don't know why he made this until a young actress named harley quinn smith showed up and then i realized why he made it which is because he wanted to make a movie with his kid oh okay he's been making movies with her for a while now this is the third since he's been an adult the first time we ever see her is in the original jay and silent bob strike back she's the baby bob oh okay so she's been doing movies with him for a while now you know, it wasn't until it wasn't until she came into the movie though that it started to, it started to really pick up. Past prior to that, it seemed like it was just reworking a lot of the same old jokes. Well, he's well, not that above that. <laughs> he's not but above that. That was actually kind of the point. If you look at the the, the, the beginning of it, is almost copying Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, yeah. but updating it. Um, you know, so so the joke is, you know, the reboot. They're just rebooting the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I know. I I get it. I'm just saying that. I guess people who were throwing out the same old jokes were there was a certain level of eye rolling there, and I realized that was probably intentional, but right, but it still was eye rolling. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. Oh, uh, by the way, oh, Brian, yeah. nine hundred and ninety-three. Oh, you did beat me. You are a bigger whore than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, we knew that. <laughs> uh, all right. What time is it? <sighs> Okie dokies. It is now time for Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment. Brought to you by the Dumbass. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's masturbation moment. Brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire. Bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. <laughs> we can't say we can't say that. We we can't say that. <laughs> we can't say that. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> oh boy. Hey, we we got a bunch of uh. Well, we got a bunch of crap in here, but we can start with the, the what Ian here. Sex toys will never be able to do what the what the, the hardest hard- work. The hardest work for you. Okay. What what is what, what are we talking about here? So this, this is an article uh-huh. written by a lady who. Um, works for some years in a sex shop and um, even got promoted to um, running the sexual seminars and stuff they were doing. And the thing talks about, you know, people coming in and buying toys, you know, how she's dealing with and some of the patterns she saw. And one of the ones is that people would come in and be trying to find something that would magically do all the work for them so that um, you could make sex fun without having to put any work into it. Oh. And so she, she often had, you know, guys would come in and ask, you know, what's going to get my woman off? Well, this will help, but um, you are aware it's a lot of women, sexuality is mental if you, you know, find other ways to get it, them that, You know what? That's true of men, too. A lot of sexuality, yeah. even for men, is mental. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so, I, I, I can't make my fingers vibrate that way, so. <laughs> they have a yeah. tool for that. <laughs> well, no, actually, uh, there's a process, dumbass. Um but you have to splash chemicals on you and get hit by lightning. <laughs> it's called the Barry Allen treatment. The Bar- oh. Right, right, yes. All right, all right. But so it talks about, um, you know, um, great, you guys threw me off. Um, the, the, the concerns and yeah, stuff. Sean, Mac was just uh, asking me to flash for him. <laughs> but it talks about somewhat that um, at times she almost feels like a um, therapist in just helping them by the toy and trying to get them to understand communication between their partners. Cause he saw a lot of it, not that happen. They'd come in 
oh, I'm going to buy this toy for this. And, well, is that really what your partner wants? Is, you know, what is your partner looking for kind of thing? And, oh, my partner might actually have desires? Okay. So, you know, the, the, a lot of it goes into, you know, so much um, communication between partners would be healthy. But they don't come in the, having talked about it all ahead of time, don't understand the fantasies, don't understand what each other's looking for. Then she gets into some of the therapies, uh, not therapy, some of the seminars they did. And the seminars for blowjobs would always be full. They had no problem filling those up. Um, but the seminars for fellatio, uh, for some reason, most of the time they'd have to cancel them because of lack of interest. Really? And she was talking about how women are kind of taught that you better know how to give a good blowjob. That is an insanely important thing, keeping a woman. But it doesn't go the other way around. Men aren't necessarily taught that you better be able to go down on your um, partner in order to make her happy. Are you and, talking? Are you talking fellatio? Or are you talking cunnilingus? Um, cunnilingus. Because I, I thought. Yeah, yeah, fellatio was a, the blowjob. Yeah, that is a blowjob. Yeah. Okay. Cunnilingus. The one word I. Yeah, you guys can pronounce me that one. Sure. <laughs> but um, no. So you know, so he was talking about patterns like that as well. You know, and, and there's some subtle truth to it. It was quite interesting. Yeah, it says, um, but then we couldn't sell out a Kunalingas workshop to save our lives. Yeah. Time and time again, workshops, uh, workshop participants would ask for it to be on their evaluation sheets, but the ine- inevitably, yeah. the workshops would get dropped from the yeah, schedule. Basically, in the works, other workshops, people would say, yeah. yeah, we're interested. But when it came to actually putting the workshop together, people w- weren't signing up. And no matter what they, you know, tr- trying the various things, talking about free gifts and free champagne and stuff to get people to come to them, it was still really hard to, um, for them to get the minimum they needed in order to just. Wow, that's that 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 really sucks. I'd take that workshop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and well, actually, you know. she talked about how she'd love to see a bachelor party come in and do that. Yeah, uh, yeah, at yeah, one yeah. Point. About, Wouldn't well, that be a great idea what, for a bachelor party? Well, what shocked me more is uh, how uh, compelled uh, women feel to. Uh, uh, be able to give a good blowjob. It's uh, I, yeah. I've I've never I've never once been given the um uh the impression that uh, it's all important to be good at uh, cunnilingus. Mm-hmm. Um, although you know I, I it I think it's a good thing to know certain things about cunnilingus. Well, Robin Williams said that that you better know how to do it and better be good mm-hmm. at it. So there you go. There's mm-hmm. one. Yeah, but he was he was speaking as. Uh, Dr. Roof. That's true. He was. That's true. He was talking to his Dr. Roof. But he did tell <laughs> men know, to learn I, some I foreplay. Think, though, that, I think that the belief that that uh, fellatio classes are more important than cunnilingus classes is a fallacy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I personally don't even understand like uh, the what the big deal about uh, blowjobs really is. It's too quick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not something that I'm that much into, but uh, I guess you know, I guess I'm in the minority among men, right? See, but for Kunalingus, you got to settle in, bring a lunch, and take some time. For a blowjob, <laughs> you know, you, it's, it takes five minutes, maybe. And that's and that's if you know they're you know if they're still learning, they get good at it. Boom, yeah. it's all on, it's over, right? I mean, what 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 are you gonna do then now? There's big, then there's the big deal uh, that a lot of guys <laughs> make as to whether they swallow or not. Oh yeah, who cares? Yeah, I I, if, if, they, if they want, I mean, yeah, give me a break. How does that make it better? Well, it's a control. It's the, it's the, uh, she accepted rather than rejected my semen. No, well, okay. Well. So, yeah, I, I it's, it's very feel. much, it's about control and it's about, it's about having, having power over the person. Yeah, basically. Hmm. Well, okay. And part yeah, of most it sexual is, interest is about that in some way, isn't it? No. A lot of it's about, con- uh, depending on the person, a lot of it can be about control. Otherwise, it also could be the factor of this person cares for me that much that they would swallow. How is that showing that you care for them, though? That's what I just, I don't, I mean, it's 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 jizz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you and know, it uh, they're, they're just... pretty damn fast, so. Yeah. It's... it's one of those things that you got to accept. I think that uh, people out there have different feelings yeah, about uh, okay. basic things okay. that you can't get your mind around, right? This is not this is not a hang up for me. What happens to what what happens to the jizz once I'm done is is not not a hang up for me. Well, it should be though. It should be. 
<laughs> because every sperm is sacred. Oh God! <laughs> but no, here's, here's, do not start back. singing. To, to circle back. us back here, this this idea of finding the right sex toy is, is kind of erroneous to begin with, right? Because obviously, it, it's got to be an adjunct. Things has to be have to be good before you add a toy to it, right? Mm-hmm. You have to set a baseline. It's not good in the first place, you, it's not going to do any better. Right? Exactly. Yeah, you can't add a toy and make things and make things right. You got you got to know what you're doing first. Yeah. I, but a lot of people come in with the thought that the toy is going to fix things. And, and do they do they have that idea because of lack of communication or, or uh, something they else? Want it themselves. Well, it could be lack of communication. Lack of interest. It could be. It it is more likely lack um, of stamina. Lack of communication. I'm I'm pretty sure it comes down. That's to what lack I would think too. Because, because the person is not necessarily asking what their partner wants. They're actually asking. You know, going out, watching, uh, watching porn, looking on the internet. What is going to fix this? But it comes back to Americans being a bunch of fucking prudes, right? Because <laughs> because we are because this idea that we shouldn't talk about this stuff because it's it's dirty or it's naughty is fucking bullshit, right? People yep. people need to feel okay with talking about this stuff and not feeling embarrassed and being able to ask her what they want. And American American society in general disallows that. And, you know, the bottom line is that that sex toys fall under the same Hasbro-McFarlane principle as every other kind, which is a toy only leads to buying another toy. Obviously, we have no issue with the sex toy itself, right? I mean, that we, we talk about them all the time. With, you know, you, know it's like you, you get ideas from toys, right? It's like, oh, well, maybe this would, you know, could, well, maybe this would... You know, and 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 that's okay. That the toy is very much there to give you the next idea, perhaps. But but if things aren't already good, it, you can't accomplish that next you know next piece anyway. Yeah. Actually, I think we have the same concept as cats have. There's the toy. It's kind of fun, but let's deal with the box. Play with the box it comes with. Everyone sits there and reads the box, going, and you. Do not do this. Do not do that. And laughing their heads off. Okay. I I know. <laughs> Matt, yeah, there's a question I want to ask you. What? So I know that a cat inside of a box can be either, can be simultaneously dead and alive. Uh-huh. But if the cat gets in the box itself, is that suicidal behavior? <laughs> I, it could be masochistic. I like, the, I like these quotes on the side. I saw thousands of people attempting to wallpaper over their discomfort by buying the right toy to solve their problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. We're so uncomfortable about talking about it that, that that's why they're buying the toy because they obviously do want to, you know, try and, you know, and, you know, get their partner off, right? But they're just going about it in the wrong way because because they're uncomfortable. They yeah. should be they should be discussing it with their partner what what toy would uh, she like to try? Right. Well, and the bottom line is that if the if the partner if the person buying the toy is uncomfortable with the toy, chances are the partner will be too. Right. I don't. Or I know that it's they, the uncomfortability is not with the toy. I, I don't. Huh? I mean, there might be uncomfortable with the toy, but I think that what she's saying is they're they're paving they're they're covering up their their discomfort by buying the toy in the first place, right? It's not discomfort with the toy. Is it they're uncomfortable already about the subject and they're buying the toy right. to cover that up? Yeah. But I'm saying that if the person who's buying the toy is uncomfortable, chances are their partner is equally uncomfortable, and the toy is not going to fix that. Yep. And as or if, the, if the partner is comfortable with the toy, then suddenly the person who bought it is going is to become even less comfortable and probably resentful. And feeling as if they're just an addition to the toy. Mm. Yep. I don't understand this quote on the side here, but, but I didn't read the whole article. We suffer intersectional trauma awareness education in the bag as a gift with the purchase? What is she saying there? Um, but I'm trying to remember. Uh, not finding that part to it. I've got it here. We uh, stuffed yeah. intersectional trauma aware education in the bag as the gift with the purpose. Oh, we stuffed. So, stuffed. Yeah, Sorry, so I, read, I read that wrong. I guess, I guess she was saying that they tried to put a little bit of knowledge in the bag with the toy. Okay. So once a mother came into the, came into the store with her, so, yeah. tra- so, her teen um, son. The transgender teen who was looking for a, um, um, looking for a yeah, what? To give 
a stuffer, basically give himself a package. Okay. Oh, okay. I see. Stuff and it. Okay. they came in looking for it. The teen had saved up a whole bunch of money and could buy the stuffer, but didn't have enough for the underwear that had the proper um hole. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the holder. To put it in. Yeah. And she had built up enough credit because working there, she had loaded up on toys over the years that she wasn't wasn't using it for anything. Said, you know what? If you're going to buy this stuffer, um, I'll use my credit to get you guys a, an underwear. And the mother was so overwhelmed by that. And she asked, are you a hugger? And came up, yes, I am. They hugged. I've restarted the All recording. Right. Sorry about okay. that. In the meantime, Don't go ahead and cut to that other audible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so the, um, you know, that was a big deal for the mother to find that kind of acceptance um, of her child because where they came from, it wasn't there. So here she is. She goes into the store, complete stranger, treating her child that way and accepting her child for who her child is, for who he is and everything else was a huge, big deal. And so, you know, she saw quite often within that environment that you could do that. You could have that kind of an impact with people. And that's, you know, the, the one quote here, we stuffed intersectional trauma-aware education in the bag as a gift with the purchase. So it was really big for her to have moments like that. Um, sex shop where, you know, your mind doesn't necessarily go to that kind of stuff, but it matters for people. It really does. I you know, like, um, I think, I think, uh, sexual, uh, acceptance of sexuality and uh, stuff like that is a very big deal for some people. I found that with my own conversation online and I found like, like, it's, like even dealing with uh, sexual and fetish stuff uh, and those kinds of communities, uh, finding people who are like interested in specific things and talking to them about it. Uh, a lot of them like, uh, feel like it's such a big thing to be able to talk to that with people openly and frankly. And uh, to to form like uh, an actual meaningful friendship over that kind of thing too. You right. gotta you gotta applaud the mother here, and for I mean for being in that sex shop with her, her teenage son in the first place, and and, and yeah. trying to help them. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and then I was thinking about I was considering. I mean, that. yeah, that that is true. That that is an awkward thing to like go into uh, a sex shop with your like thirteen year old, right? <clears throat> yeah. 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 That would be awkward. I, I was considering. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, other types of specialty stores where you wouldn't even get that level of acceptance for somebody who didn't know what they were doing there. One hundred percent. Where right. you know you walk into a gun shop and you don't know what you're doing, chances are you're going to get sneered at a little bit. You go into an archery shop, fishing shop, or stuff like that. They like people who know what they're looking for. Or they're going to try to oversell you on stuff you don't need. I, I don't know that that's true. I think I disagree with that because I think a lot of the gun shops, you go in there not knowing anything, that's an opportunity for, for them to share their knowledge. And I think that most of the people at these places, they, they actually they actually do want to share. I'm not I'm not so sure that that, that the, the idea that you're posing is that every every gun shop owner is you know ready I'm to take advantage every, of you. I'm saying that. I'm saying that that quality is maybe not not universal. I've never noticed that in any gun shop you know, that I've been um, into. If, if we're talking if we're talking about sex toys specifically here, I've noticed that there there is a a, a big difference in uh, the sex toy stores that you go to. There's the kinds with like really nice soft lighting. Every uh, everything is uh, uh, plush carpet and like uh, nicely lit displays. And then there are others that you go to. It's like uh, uh, dingy and. Um, uh, like like you're walking to a gas station kind of deal, and and if you shine uh, an ultraviolet light, it looks like a Jackson. It, it, it's the kind where you where you come in and out the back door so that you're not seen. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Here, it's. Uh, easy. I think we. I think at this point we had already talked about the blowjob stuff, didn't we? I don't remember. Here, um, <sighs> it, it's easy. It, it's easier to distance ourselves from the per- what, perceived failure that it is to be curious to wonder what makes it hard for somebody to talk about sex. Yeah. Basically the idea is it's easier to just, Oh, we failed. We'll try and work on it rather than it is to go the other way and think ahead of time. And it's kind of like easier to ask forgiveness and permission kind of mentality. And um, the the biggest, um, I think the biggest uh, thing to the fear of talking about sex is just the fear of judgment. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Sure. Right. I mean, because, you're you're going to get somebody's liable to, you, or at least you feel like somebody's going to liable to judge you for something that you find erotic. Right. And um, my ex-wife was a prime example of not being able to communicate um, 
about anything regarding sex, but that was her, how she was raised. She was raised in a household where she was not allowed to do the sex education, where it was just not something that you know they promoted. And so here she is in her 20s, not knowing what she wants out of it, not not having, um, you know, you, I would ask her about fantasies and stuff. Nothing. She had, no, you know, there was this, it, it was very difficult because she couldn't express herself. So th- uh, I think even for women who weren't brought up in uh, strict households, a lot of them uh, do still get like just uh, from osmosis, the societal notion that, oh, uh, girls aren't supposed to be as into that as guys are. And you, you got to try to play that down, or this idea that they're supposed to please, that they're there to please and not right. be pleased. So, and that, and this quote that she's gotten here: uh, "Women aren't taught, or women aren't women taught to hover in anticipation over the question, what What did I do wrong? What could I do to make it better?'" Right. Not men, women. Right. And and that's it's it's bullshit because I mean it's and, and they shouldn't hover in the idea of anticipation. The idea is that you're you, you uh, about a communication where you exchange what you liked, what you didn't like, what what you what you'd right. like more of, what you don't wouldn't you wouldn't like more of, and have that conversation. You know, uh, it, it, it this idea that 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 one person's in control of the of the of how everything's going to go. You know, whether it's going to be pleasurable or not for the other person it, is not true. A lot of times, you have to advocate for yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, see why painting with a broad brush. The majority of workshop attendees were women who have sex with with singular men. Is that what it is? Cisgendered. Cisgendered. Okay, yeah, cisgendered. A category I find myself to be uh, to to be uh, in most, in of, most the of the time. Okay. At some point, we all receive the steady drippings of Shakespeare. Shakespearean ear poison telling us that giving amazing blowjobs is one of the skills we need in order to catch and keep a man. <laughs> I, I don't remember if we talked about that before or after our technical glitch, but uh, hmm. wow. Yeah, um, and uh, if, uh, if we haven't, uh, uh, if, if uh, the talk we had before wasn't recorded, uh, I'd just like to say, not all men are that interested in uh, having their uh, significant others be really good at uh, fellatio. Yeah. Let's see so, yeah, here. Brian, it, 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 uh, let's talk about it briefly. And if it is in before, you can just skip it. But I definitely think we should talk about the um, make sure the blowjobs um, stuff is in there that we were talking about. Okay. Yeah, I think it was, but go oh, ahead. Okay. Yeah. Do you think it was in there before the glitch? I do think it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I was going to say, but we can, you know, here, here's the interesting thing. From that quote, um, uh, aren't women taught to hover in anticipation over the inti- uh, over the over the question, what did I do wrong? What could I have done better? We can we ask the question about the uh, the head we give, but we also the um, the head we received. Too much hair, not an, uh, not enough. Labia too ugly, too wet, too dry. Do my do my genitals smell? Do they do they taste bad? Is that is that why he isn't going to go down on me? Uh, afraid of facing retribution for our assert- assertiveness, we um, let's see. Instead, uh, contort to fit the shape of someone else's desire. Yeah. Am I accidentally going to bite him? <laughs> <laughs> that might be okay. Maybe I like a little biting. But no, we definitely aren't relaxed with sex and yeah. just kind of emphasize it, especially from the woman's point of view. We don't, we almost don't let them get relaxed, Why which do, is a big part of enjoying it is to be relaxed. Sure. Why do someone, so many women refuse oral sex? Why are there so few straight identifying women having sex with, with their partners? Orgasms. Orgasms. I mean, orgasms. Oh, orgasms. Sorry, yeah. Not with, just with or. What would it take to sell... Uh, this fucking workshop. <laughs> I don't know what it would take to sell that fucking workshop, but I, I, I think I'd, I'd like to be at that fucking workshop. Mm-hmm. I think that th- these are interesting ideas. I mean, th- these these are so judgmental. Too much hair, yeah. not enough. I, I, labia too ugly. And some of these are some of these are are controllable. You can have a discussion about hair with your partner. Uh, you know, and, and if there is a bothersome about yeah. the smell. Talk right? about it, but but all those things can they all can be worked out. Is it too dry? Well, I mean that that's fixable, right? Is yeah. it too wet? Uh, you know that, that we can. I mean, uh, too wet. Uh, how's it? How, how's too wet? 
guess I don't understand that one. You want it wet. Oh, uh, you you don't get it, the friction you want. Mm, well, okay. I, I've I've had that issue. Um, way too wet. It's like, we're, okay, we're not really even making contact. I'm. <laughs> yeah. The water slide. <laughs> Shoot right. Sure, in I there. guess. I mean, but even that's fixable, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, it, we we had that oh, article yeah. once about about women drying out their vaginas. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, that, that's not what um, we're recommending. That uh, thing they inserted in there, right? Yeah, yeah, that's not what we're recommending here. Yeah, I mean, uh, you maybe you can get too much lube. I know, maybe, maybe Ian's penis is just too small. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I blame you, Ian, for not stopping me before telling that joke. <laughs> uh, so, so basically, I'm like the um, school teacher now. I gotta keep track of all you boys. You're responsible sure for when Mac and I tell a tell a bad uh, joke. No, I think that. I think the term you're looking for, Ian, is scapegoat. Scapegoat, yes, yeah, that's exactly right. Let's see. Are we still connected? Yeah, yeah. I was, just, I was just. Uh, I, th- I think that, I think that we got. We, I mean, this is a pretty we, good we, article. We covered it as good as yeah, we could. Yeah, I, I mean, think. yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, you, some stuff's going to get lost, and we can't help it. Yeah. Uh, so at least with the next one, um, there wasn't much, anyways. Mm-hmm. So. So shall we go over it again? Yeah. Let's 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 please do. So let's move on to. Uh, uh, see, Florida City repeals 13-year-old ban on saggy pants. Right. And uh, I think I can hear a bunch of people saying, of course, Florida. But yeah, like a lot of weird stuff does go on in Florida. This is, was the city of Opa-Loka. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think it's Opa-Loka. Um, what? Opa-Loka. Opa-Loka? Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 13 what? years ago, they put in an ordinance against... Uh, wearing saggy pants. They, they even have so- signs up, no ifs, ands, or buts. It's the city law. One thing uh, I find interesting, we, we've talked a lot about uh, school dress codes and how they unfairly target women. This seems to a little unfairly target men, and it applies to a whole city instead of uh, uh, just one school. Yeah, and I don't know how big Opalaka is, but uh, the ASOU tends to agree with you that uh, when the ordinance was first passed, the ACLU of Florida called it a ridiculous waste of public resources, saying it would impose overly harsh penalties for victimless behavior and disappropriately affect black youths. Now, if a Florida organization calls something a ridiculous waste of public resources, you know it's got to be bad. Well, the ACLU is a national organization, but particularly the chapter of Florida called it that. Um, I don't think teenagers are actually wearing their pants like that anymore, are they? I think I still see teenagers I, wearing their I pants that way. I am still seeing it from time to time. And I and in high school, this was huge, and it wasn't just it, it wasn't just black boys. It, it was it, it was it was you know it was I don't know if it was it was a lot of white boys too in, in my high school that were that were wearing their pants this way. They couldn't run, you know, because <sighs> because their pants are so low, you know, that they they they, they can't go anywhere, do anything. You know, I I don't I don't understand the I fashion. I think it's ridiculous looking, and you know. If, but on the other hand, if you want to have oh. your pants so low that you're walking like a penguin, more power to. I you. was just going to say, how else are you going to do that? That you know, how else are you going to pretend to be the penguin from Batman Returns? And, and like most of the time, like I mentioned, butt, but your butt isn't bare most of the time. Like your your underwear might be showing. Most of the time, uh, it would be boxers. There are pants made uh, special with the crotches lower for for people that want to to have this style. There are particular yeah, pairs yeah. of pants that are cut this way. Yeah, but and, and most of the time you'd you have know, a long shirt uh, covering pants. over that part anyway. <clears throat> yeah, I it, listen. Oh. I don't care, and I don't I don't really care whether people's underwears. I, I listen. I don't get the style. I would never wear my pants this way, but if somebody, but I, but I don't have a problem with, with people wearing their pants this way. It'd be it would be ridiculous for for us to you know for me to complain about kids wearing their pants this way. You know, I mean, it, it's and, so and, stupid. And so somebody said there ought to be a law, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, in this case, there is. Yeah. I mean, like I, I'm not sure if it was more prevalent among uh, the black community than the white community uh, or anything like that, but uh, it, do, it does seem like uh, a lot of this is a kind of distrust of teenies. Yeah. Well, and you can almost guarantee that the person who said there ought to be there ought to be a law was probably a middle aged white man. <laughs> probably. Yeah. And you know, middle aged white men made some of the worst decisions in history up to the point before the rise of the Karen. <laughs> right. Yeah, what what I what this what this article doesn't have 
is quotes from people who originally supported the law, which I think w- would be fascinating to to tear apart. But we don't have that. And I, I don't even we we don't even know uh, how common it was for the police to uh, arrest people on this law. But I'm sure it probably happened uh, at least a few times. Well, I mean, e- police have a lot of leeway on which what they enforce and what they don't, and. If they, you know, and a lot of times these kinds of laws get abused to to target and harass people. Yeah, and, and, you know, but you 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 wouldn't catch a an Opalaka cop of that time period without his pants roller. <laughs> you know, four inches below the waist, and it's a fine. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, uh, we've all heard tales about uh, cops stopping somebody and then like retroactively trying to figure out what they want to uh, charge them with. Oof. Yeah, exactly. And, Too many tales of that. And, and I think that the, the you know a victimless behavior is absolutely is absolutely correct. There is no victim from somebody wearing their wearing their pants like this. None whatsoever. News big words today. All right. Okay. Let's talk about some more deep fakes. And I think that the deep fakes this this is particularly important because with the election coming up. The amount of fake news and fake information that's coming at us and, and identifying it is becoming more and more important. And so I've got a few articles here. and um, But this – so this one article that I have, um, uh, 10 deep fake examples – let's see. What is this? I'm trying to bring it up here. Okay. 10 deep fake examples that terrify and amuse the internet. And of course, the the um, the first one that we've got on here was a, a Princess Leia, and the one and in the movie, the the deep fake was, or you know, they 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 recreated Princess Leia, and it wasn't very good, and you could tell by the eyes and stuff. And I still think, and, and so somebody took and redid it, and did a really good job. Um, I, I still think, you know, it, it it's pretty short, and you know, and and it passes because because of its length. Um, but yeah, we're seeing this more and more with with video. So the Princess Leia video is pretty good. The one, um, and so there's there's a particular guy who's uh, it's 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 Control Shift Face. The uh, the Tarkin Tarkin one from the same move was better. Yeah, the Tarkin one was better than than the Leia one. But the so the but it, um, when they redid this um, on the internet, and this might have been was this the same guy? Was this con- anyway? So um, this and then this next one, the Donald Trump uh, joins Breaking Bad. So they took Donald Trump and Jared Kushner and recreate. They took a scene from um, uh, from Breaking Bad with with the with, where they took you know the the original the lawyer James McGill talking to somebody else and, and made it Donald Trump talking to Jared Kushner and it's pretty good. I mean, you can tell you know that that you know that that it's AI and and it's a little jumpy in places, but for the most part, it's it's pretty entertaining and pretty watchable. Um, if you haven't watched that, um, the Obama public speech is is, is another good one. Um, so and the, these and those ones are, I mean, I don't I don't know if anybody actually believed them, but I, you know, um, particularly the Obama one is pretty good because they took a voice actor, another guy who did who was talking, and they masked his jaw onto uh, onto Obama, and it and so it was pretty good because it looked like Obama talking. And saying things that Obama would never say, and of course, at the end of it, you know, he, you know, the, it, you know, he, they, they tell everybody that this is a, fa- that this is a fake. So, the, so these, these first ones are are not trying to really trick anybody. The next one with Nancy Pelosi, th- this is where things start to get scary because people actually did believe this. So, um, they they took a video of Nancy Pelosi. <clears throat> they slowed it down to seventy five percent. So they slowed it down twenty five percent. And then and then they change the pitch of her voice back up to where her, her pitch should be. And then when you watch it, she does look drunk. And, and they promoted this, and people promoted it. Oh my God, look at look at Nancy Pelosi being drunk on the internet, you know. And 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 she wasn't right. She clearly wasn't when you watch the original video, but the doctor video and the doctor video got shared everywhere. And of course, the problem with this is that once these doctored videos get shared, people fucking believe it. And 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 at that point. It's hard to convince them that they've been tricked. Um, cognitive dissonance picks in, kicks in, and you know nobody wants to believe that 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 that, that they fell for something. But they did, and, and this was done pretty well because you're taking the original video, slowing it down, 
adjusting the voice and then putting out there and, and saying and and then with you know with commentary about how she looks drunk. Right. Facebook wouldn't wouldn't take it down. They you know they 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 said that they moderated it in such a way that um, to see Facebook removed refused to remove the click flip, but said that it was reduced to its um, distribution factor uh, for ch- fact checking as, as false. It's like well okay. So well, since they wouldn't take it down, some they they somebody made a, a Zuckerberg um, one. Uh, you know, and basically revealing what the truth about what we you know what Facebook is doing, and it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It's obviously fake. It's not nearly as good as the Pelosi one, but and you know the AI sound and stuff like that. But to Facebook's credit, they didn't remove it. They did the same thing to that video that they did to the previous one. I guess it's hard to say. I wish that they would just remove it. This crap, you know. I mean, when it, when it's being published this way, uh, but uh, but maybe that's not the right move. I don't know. Um, the Donald Trump one, you know, he, there's another one here where Donald Trump is uh, telling, you know, lecturing uh, Belgium about pulling out of the the Paris Accords because you know that uh, that climate change is as fake as this video. Um, I don't know if the, you know, I don't know if these things really do any good, but lots of lots of these deep fakes, and they're getting better and better and better. <clears throat> and and right now, when you see a deep fake, you can look at the mouth moving, you can look at the eyes. You can listen to, to, to the video, and there's most of the time some telltale signs, right? But the problem is it's getting better all the fucking time. Uh-huh. It's getting harder and harder to spot these kinds of things. The other thing that you can tell is that they're usually short. Most of them are not, you know, if you have a, if you have a 4K display, you blow them up to the full display, you can obviously tell. problem is, is that most people are watching this shit on their phone, and it looks pretty damn good on the phone. It's easier to hide this stuff on the smaller screen. And of course, once the information gets out, it's out. I, I put some uh, this one. I, need to move. I you know I put some um, another one in here, but you know, um, <clears throat> defake defakes coming. You know, for your democracy and and you know, I mean, and <clears throat> Russia is interfering with our elections. China is interfering with our elections. Um, that you know, they're they're pushing a lot of information out there. So, I mean, it's getting more and more important to be able to, to spot these types of things. And so, you know, that there's some suggestions, and this one's on WikiHow. You know, they talk about evaluating a story, right? So you want to look for spelling errors. But as we've seen with, with you know, spam emails and stuff like that, the spelling is in, and grammar has gotten better over time. It's, this, it's hard to do that. Uh, make sure the article is current. But with all these deep fakes, you know, it was pretty current, right? Uh, checking. Um, pay attention to the URL. Yeah, sure. That that's another yeah. one. Yeah, make sure the legitimate sources. Um, check for expert quotes. Um, but you know, at the same time, they're going back in and redoing stuff from the past, like uh, the thing of Nixon uh, talking about the Apollo yep. missions failure. Yep. That so was... checking to make sure the article is current. Is not necessarily nope, going to work. I, I, yep, that I, I agree with that. Yeah, but check the quotes that are in the article, right, and, and the claims in the article. That the I mean, you have to follow up on that kind of stuff. Reverse image searches. So you, when you look at a photo that could be that could be a fake, you can do a reverse image search on it and find information on it that oh. way. So uh, there's a lot of good resources out there for that. Um, figure out the story's purpose. You know, and, and we see this. You know, I, you know, with 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 target advertisement especially. That somebody's trying to get you to do something, and you, you have to evaluate and say, oh, "How am I being manipulated by this? Uh, how, how does it make you feel?" And then, they, and then examining the sources, and, and this is what we always say. And, and I and I have this issue, you know, even with um, we 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 seem to get a lot of articles from um, what's that? What's that site where a lot of I guess daily it, fail? No, not the no. Nah. Well, yeah, you need to check primary sources on on their stuff too because they they're they're a tabloid site. Um, I was thinking more about um, it, it's he's a he's a it's one of the atheist sites, and you know he they 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 comment on a lot of other articles. You gotta follow you gotta follow the articles and find the sources. You know, find out what was really being said. We see all the time where somebody you know will puts up a bunch of bullshit links to the article where they said they got it from. You go read the article. It's like, well, they didn't say that at all. But by citing that article, it gave it legitimacy, right? So you got to follow the sources. Uh, and this, the yeah, here it says looking at the URLs, and that's important too because you know we get tricked by URLs all the time, and and half the time a lot of that stuff is being being hidden, you know, from us anyway. Um, Do you think that our listeners 
are going to be able to figure out which which one of us tonight was the fake. <laughs> Listen, I, I imagine anybody listening to this podcast is probably has you know pretty good debunking skills already, right? You would hope. I I I, 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 I don't know. I don't that. know. I don't know. I think that I think that one of the things <laughs> that make these deep fakes hard to spot is that you're talking about you watch this, you watch that, you fact check this, you fact check that, and um, nobody people, does it. Myself included. Yeah. Are fundamentally lazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I spend a lot of time, you know, when I, especially stuff I hear from Republicans, I fact check. Am I as good about fact checking stuff from, from liberal side? Probably not. Right. Because when it hits your bias, but I find myself doing that with them too, because I'm finding that I'm pissed off by liberals too. Yeah. You know, I, I, I try to uh, give, uh, like, when I see something uh, that a liberal is claiming, uh, even if it's a thing that I agree with, I'm like, if I think it sounds thinky, I'll be like, I, I don't think this is true. So, right. I, and I will challenge liberals if they do stuff that crosses the line to me because I want my side to be better than that. Exactly. So, uh, here's it. Yeah. Go ahead. So we can consult, consult fact checkers. So factchecker.org, PolitiFact, and International Fact Check Network. Um, are there suggestions? I I also use you know we use Snopes a lot. This is hard because it 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 it, it takes time and effort to to be to be correct, right? It's so easy to take something you hear from a source and propagate it, even if it's bullshit. Uh, I I see this all the time, and, and in fact, I don't get it get them as much. You know, you get something in your email, you know, about some stupid thing like um, for every email you send. Uh, you know, Microsoft is going to give you a penny. You know, bullshit like that. You know, pass this on. Um, I, you know, I've debunked so much of that stuff from my family that what what do they do instead of checking it? They don't go check it anymore. They just exclude me. They exclude the, <laughs> they exclude the people that that are going to call them on it. Yeah. So that backfired too. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. It's it's so it's so hard, but. We, you have to do it. You have to continue to be consistent about this stuff. And and it's something particularly, you know, strokes your bias. Eh, it's probably wrong, and there's probably a gray area. And it's hard. Ah, I don't know. So, yeah, so I don't know. Fact check best you can. Watch out for deep fakes. You know, and, and, expose, and expose them when you see them. Report them when you see them. Somebody doing bong hits. I don't know. I keep hearing something. I saw Twiggy come online for uh, a I second. Think, uh, I think Mad Cat has fallen asleep. Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, there's my glasses. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. So what's the, what's this next one? <laughs> Hundreds of astronauts war- warn Elon Musk Starlink satellites could limit scientific discoveries. Oh yes. So all these little satellites that they're putting up there to, to give everybody internet, and and a bunch of astronauts are going to be whiners about stuff like <laughs> satellites and 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 um you know and telescopes not being able to see. What's that? Crashes and close calls. Well, that, that that's part of it, but I think when they're talking about scientific discovery, they're talking about the impact that it, that all these little lights yeah, can is, have on, this on is, telescopes. This is all about, uh, yeah, uh, ground-based uh, observing of the stars. But what this is, uh, Elon Musk's uh, SpaceX plans to launch uh, more than 30,000 Starlink satellites in order to beam high-speed uh, internet down to Earth. Um, uh, but there's a report by uh, the Satellite Constellations One Workshop, uh, which found that uh, the uh, the satellites will fundamentally change ground-based optical and infrared astronomy uh, because of how bright they are. There are some like suggestions uh, for how like that could be like mitigated, but you know a lot of uh, astronomers are saying that really they, they shouldn't be launched because it'll just like interfere with our observations of the night sky. There, uh, there's a um, uh, actually uh, that uh, some of these uh, satellites uh, in 2019 uh, even triggered UFO reports uh, and uh, be uh, due especially to their unusual formations, which uh, were compared to a string of bright pearls. So this article says 30,000, but I think it's actually more like 42,000. And I, I or is it saying that 30,000 have already been launched? Because there's quite um, a few saying, of them up already. It's saying over 30,000, so 42,000, I guess, would be over 30,000. Yeah, so 42,000 is what, I, is, is what uh, I have a... Yeah, yeah. because my next article is about this really cool dec- new technology called Starlink that is going to give everybody wireless internet, and the beta tests have started. Um, 
No. Yeah, uh, and apparently, uh, yeah, uh, like I, I, uh, uh, really high speed internet is uh, uh, great. I'd love to get that, but um, yeah, uh, there there are these concerns. Apparently, uh, recently it blocked the view of uh, the comet Neowise. Hmm. Uh, some of their satellites, apparently. Ooh. So the company has been launching batches of sixty satellites per launch since May twenty nineteen. Intended to orbit at a com- uh, comparatively low 550 kilometers above the Earth, SpaceX has applied for a permit to launch 42,000 Starlink satellites, far greater than the um, approximately 5,000 that were orbiting at the start of 2019. Uh, the end goal is is gigabit internet speeds with latency of around 10 milliseconds the fastest response connection that could feel similar to a ground-based broadband connection all users will all users will need spacex claims is a terminal and a view of the sky the the problem with with this is that that, that there are two sides to this one is is that you know is is looking at the sky and and all these telescopes that we're doing for scientific research which I think is very important. The other piece of this is that this will bring broadband to communities that are that are, are struggling to get it. You know, third world countries, uh, even rural Texas, um, as long as they can, you know, have a view of the sky, which is also a good thing. And these two communities really aren't talking to each other; they're just moving forward with with their with you know with their with their own piece of the puzzle. I think that. Uh... The astronomers are not looking at the real problem with the satellites, which is that if you use the satellites along with the SIM card, when uh, Elon Musk flips the switch, it uh, will suppress your impulse control and cause you to become murderously violent and fight everybody around you. <laughs> Either that or get your pizza. Yeah. It, it sucks because... By the way, that's, uh, that's the plot from the movie Kingsman. Kingsman, yeah. Uh, it, it sucks because... This is a technology that is really cool, but it comes at a huge sacrifice. And and nobody asked if the if we wanted to make this sacrifice. It, Since when you know, there, there's also uh, the uh, the aspect of it that this is creating more space junk, uh, which are uh, oh, oh, we've already got a lot of man-made space junk orbiting around the uh, Earth and uh, kind of. Um, Causing uh, a, a bit of a navigation hazard there. Yeah, there, there we see all sorts of sh- uh, all sorts of stuff. I mean, when when an astronaut mm-hmm. loses a glove or loses a tool and it starts, you know, or even s- just a hole. Yeah, I mean it. it yeah, it, it cre- it's a huge problem. Now these satellites in and of themselves are not technically space junk, and hopefully, they- I mean they will be over uh, in a matter of time. Well, will they though? I mean, if 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 we're managing these guys appropriately, would these satellites will will terminate and burn up in the atmosphere um, if they're doing what they're supposed to do, right? Is that what usually happens to satellites? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're I, thought, I thought they just stayed up there. No, no, no. They're, they're supposed to... They, they, they bring them down in the atmosphere and burn them up. If, if we're doing it right, you know, yep. the, the, we're not, the idea is not to litter the sky with all this stuff, even after the, you know, I mean, after they become defunct. So, some probably can't be if they're too far out. But stuff that can be, you know, they, they will, they'll turn it back to the Earth and, and you know, and... and and burn it up in the atmosphere. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of space junk up there already that they can't do that with. And so hopefully these satellites have, have a way to terminate themselves. They can't be very big, but right? How, how big is one of these things? They have to also be able to terminate in such a factor that they can fall into a hopefully safe uh, location or burn up. I know that I know they, uh, they had uh, a mere burn up in the atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I haven't heard of them doing that. I, I was under the impression that uh, they couldn't do that with satellites, but I might be wrong. I thought that they. I thought well, that I mean, maybe they can all of them. Uh, back in the, I it was back in the late seventies, early eighties. Skylab came down and burned up in the atmosphere. Yeah, I don't think that was intentional, though. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean the, the the point is that it burned up and it's larger than a satellite. Yeah. They did that with Galileo on Jupiter, right? When they were done with that satellite. They they you know they they burned it up in in um in Jupiter's atmosphere to make sure that they yeah. weren't leaving contaminants behind. Well, so they the certainly hand, can do uh, it. I believe George Clooney is still up there in orbit. <laughs> oh no, 
Not George Clooney. Yeah. Uh, they, they filmed Gravity on location. Oh, God. Wow. Did he have much pull on that? I, you know, I understand he was at the end of his rope. Ah. Uh. <laughs> so the cost of this is somewhere between $1 and $3 a month for the beta test. Um, they, I guess apparently the undercover documentation is a little contradictory on this right now, so they're not positive what the charge is, but it's pretty cheap. And this is, but this is the beta test. But yeah, so they've done what they can to make the satellites less reflective, right? But at some, but they do have to, you know, send signal back and forth. Um, but they can't, they can't. Obviously, they they can't completely make them, you know, disappear. Right. Um, you're going to yeah. see them. They're going to reflect. I don't know. It, and then it, the question is, uh, I, 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 uh, I wasn't able to figure out uh, looking at this. The, the question is, uh, how badly uh, will it affect uh, Earth-based uh, observations? Uh, I remember, uh, I remember, I mentioned like the comet earlier. I mean, it it, uh, it distorted the view of the comet, um, uh, but they're still able to see it. But you know that that would make it harder to uh, to do certain observations, uh, depending on the part of the sky, too. I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is. I don't know. And I, I, I need to. I'd like to see how they plan to, you know, how to clean them up when, when they're no longer useful. I, I don't think they plan to just leave them there. And, and the, the other thing about satellites is that the orbit eventually will decay, and they should come down and burn up in the atmosphere. It depends on how stable the orbit is. Yeah, but these are low, right? These are extremely low. They're not in a stable orbit, right? I don't think that. I don't think that um, fifty. Uh, what is it? 550 kilometers above the Earth is a stable orbit. Ooh. To keep the latency down on the, on the transmissions, they've got to keep them close. Mm, I guess so. I don't know. The, it, it, there's certainly some issues here that haven't been resolved. And they were given the permit to do it, so you know, so you can't stop them. But one, and, and, and it's too, so it's almost too late. They'd have to, re, they would, I mean, if you revoke the permit now, you, you have fewer in orbit. Yeah, I mean, like uh, a lot of them have already launched. I guess it uh, remains to be seen what kind of effect this would have. They have enough up for a beta test at this point. So, you know, they, they've obviously been launching them. Apparently, whichever bird that was, it figured something been launched as well. <laughs> it did. Yeah. All right. So well. what happened was Sam walked in and George decided that he decided that he needed to let her know that he needed to be he needed to be scratched. Oh yeah, we're starting to lose uh, lose momentum here. Do we want to talk about voting, but or, or do we want to save that for save that for another day? <laughs> that's not too much. We, do, we already talked about chocolate snow. What? We already talked about the chocolate snow. We already talked about the the this was factory that that. Uh, but did we have to talk about it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. We did. I thought we were going to, but um, we might have done we without you. Okay, I don't remember talking about. It. I, just, I remember moving it to this podcast. I don't remember talking about it either. Really? I thought we talked about it. Well, I might have read the article, but do you want to just end on that? Yeah, let's end on that. Yeah, nice lighthearted one. Hey, you know, even if we've done it twice, I mean, people need to know about chocolate. Yeah. It's important. And then we can move the voting one to two podcasts because it definitely won't fit in. So, Mad Cat, you weren't here for this. But the next podcast, due to the Cuties movie, is we're going to focus on sexualization of children and some of the ideas behind that and some of what's going on. So, oh, yeah, there's a there's an awful lot of uh, sexualization on children. Yeah, right. And to be clear, so, uh, we uh, won't uh, be sexualizing children. We're talking about the concept. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. We're, we're anti-sexualization on children. Well, yeah. In general. All right. Yeah. Let, let's let's do this and let, let's let's finish up. Obviously, I'm going to do yeah. some editing here. <laughs> <laughs> so to finish up this podcast, on a bit of an amusing note, um, and this is the kind of thing that I. I don't quite know if it's good or bad, but um, the article is Chocolate Falls on... It's definitively bad. So this is this is a resident of Switzerland town got a bit of a shock when it started snowing particulates of fine cocoa powder after a uh, ventral system. What is it? Um, at the chocolate factory malfunction. A ventilation system at the... Started, so it started venting out chocolate and uh, in covering, and put covered Switzerland and chocolate. I went to audio play and I couldn't hear anything over it. Oh well, that was annoying. I was still talking. Yeah, autoplay right. it should be illegal. I, I've said this before. Autoplay <laughs> sucks. If your if your website autoplays a video when I get to it, you've done it wrong. Agreed. 
Well, yeah, so it was an ad, so it wouldn't let me cut out until the ad played all the way through. Yeah, see, I have mine oh, set. Uh, I have, I have, for the most part, my stuff at least mutes stuff, even though it auto plays. Yeah. So, oh. so yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure what you had. Oh so, yeah, I, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna come out strongly against this. Um, this guy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I know, I know the guy who who owns uh, uh, this uh, facility. Uh, and he, he keeps like uh, he, he keeps uh, a slave labor force of tiny people. Um, no! and, 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 and it's like violating so many uh, safety laws that it's no surprise to me that this has happened. You do have to wonder in, in certain areas like this if this isn't an uncommon thing. You know, Listen, you know, chocolate, chocolate factory things. The thing of it is, his people are not slave labor. They are refugees, and without without the uh, without the brave survivors of the Oompa Loompa race, we wouldn't have a president. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's with white circles around his eyes. All right, he's at least half Oompa Loompa. Let me let me let me come out let me come out and say that this is a problem because it, because of the waste of chocolate. And Swiss yeah. chocolate on top of it. This is a definitively a bad thing because the cocoa powder was 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 on the ground where it was non-consumable. Yes. This is Agreed. a whole, unless it's unless it's white chocolate, in which case, fuck it. That you have to clean them off. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's that cocoa too. Cocoa powder is poisonous to a lot of animals. Oh, to a lot it, of animals. It's poisonous to dogs. It's birds. poisonous to birds. Yeah. And I don't care about any others. <laughs> can't really care about the dogs. It's bad for cats. Cats can't have chocolate. In fact, I think yeah, most I think most animals can't have chocolate, right? I mean, I, is there an animal that can't can eat chocolate? I don't. I, I mean, can monkeys even eat chocolate? I don't know. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think monkeys can. I think I think the monkeys like, might um, be able to. I think I think monkeys can. I I think maybe horses can. I'm not sure. The other problem here is that this was Linden's chocolates and. Linden's pretty good chocolate. When you talk about chocolate, and they're not they're not like shit like Hershey's. Linden is definitely a, you know miles ahead of 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 the crap that comes out of the Hershey's company. Linden's make good chocolates for the most part. They make, they make good truffles, damn good truffles. <clears throat> so yeah, this is this is not, a bad this thing. Is great for the kids that like to go out and try and taste the snow as it's falling. Well, it could make the snow taste better, but it's probably problem is this is going to be bitter chocolate. And so yeah, you're starting. You know what? I, I heard by some fortuitous coincidence that the the peanut butter factory uh, next door also. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian, I, I know I, I I realize that you're a fan of that chocolate. Is that why I was hearing that you were thinking about giving up Hershey's chocolate for Lent? Uh, and just for the record, I put up a um article about which animals um can eat chocolate. Okay, I don't. Which, I don't. Uh, here's uh, the thing: is that I don't give a fuck because it's a waste. <laughs> right. Why are you? Unless it's Hershey's, they can eat the Hershey's chocolate. They can't eat the Linden's, Linden's chocolates. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they can eat the crap that no, comes the out of the Hershey's, Hershey's company. Chocolate is is largely wax, and there are people that like the taste. But you know, are you one of those people? Is that why you're defending them? I'm not defending them. I'm saying they're mostly wax. Uh huh. Sounds like you're defending them. <laughs> I, I, it's man. The bird is out of control. I'm muting every time he does it. I know you are. You're trying. All right. This was fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's difficult to hear about the peanut butter factory next door as well. <laughs> well, like I said, to me, to me, the big thing would be the cleanup. Yeah. Yeah. This is awful because it's all over cars. Well, luckily, and stuff if you like lick, that. if you were to lick your fingers after cleaning it up, at least it won't taste soapy. You hope. Well, I mean, it's it. This is unsweetened bitter chocolate, right? I mean, this is. Mm. I mean, this is not. This is not the. This is typically not the stuff you want to eat. This is. This is the. This is the product to make something else, and it's yeah, going to be fair. Like, and it's going to have oils in it. Also, we'll have a, a sugar factory uh, uh, spew out. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe also a marshmallow and uh, graham cracker factory. Uh, Although the, the area definitely might smell good for a few days. This is like this is like the bees that had the blue honey or or the rainbow honey. Because, because the M and M factory, they had gotten into the to the discards from the M M&M and M factory, and so they were so all the colored stuff they were bringing back to the hive, and it was coloring the honey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. That's another uh, Conyers scream in the can. <laughs>
Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.